Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I have there been any people that come on the scene over the last 2,000 years that said, follow me. I'm the Messiah. There's actually been over a thousand. I'll just give you two names. David Koresh and Jim Jones. You remember Jim Jones took all the people, take you to Kool-Aid. They all committed suicide. He's the Messiah. So Jesus is warning you and me today the very same thing. Don't be deceived. There's only one true Messiah. We already know who he is. He's in the house. His name is Jesus Christ. The New Testament warns us when discussing the days before the second coming of Jesus that there will be false Christs. It's been a while since there's been widespread media attention on such a person. If you're old enough, you remember Jim Jones and David Koresh. The common thinking is to regard people like this as loony cases. The truth is that they are fulfillments of Scripture. Pastor Mark will continue teaching about the end-time warnings and preparations that Jesus gave us. It would be a good thing for us to pay attention to what is being said about these things. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message, The King and the Kingdom of God, in Luke chapter 17. Now he's fed up with the Pharisees. Look at verse 22. He turns to teach his disciples. So he's teaching you and me today. Watch what he teaches. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see the day when the Son of Man returns. That's the second coming at the end of the battle of Armageddon, at the end of the tribulation. But you won't see it. Well, the first thing that says is this. Jesus knew that these men would live 60, 70, 80 years, something like that. But the second coming wasn't coming then. They, they would die. So we have to be ready for our death before anything. Realistically, most of us will die before we'd ever see the rapture because the rapture hasn't come yet. Could come anytime. And we probably definitely, if you're a Christian, you won't ever see the second coming from the earth. You'll see it by coming from heaven. So Jesus knew that they wanted to be with him. But he's talking about the second coming again. There's that's going to happen. He's going to return to the earth and he's going to establish. Remember, when he comes, first coming came as a servant. It's going to be crucified. We come all the way to the second coming after the tribulation. He's coming as king of kings, and he's going to establish the earth for those thousand years, and it's going to be like paradise. It's going to be just like it was in the Garden of Eden way back at the beginning. So Jesus says, I'm coming. And would that have been confusing to the disciples? Say yes. Because sometimes it's confusing to who? Uh, You and me. If I had to go through, I'll bring any of you up here. Okay, explain what I just said. First coming, rapture, 
Seven years of tribulation, middle of the tribulation, end of the tribulation, second coming of Jesus, millennium, and then the new heavens and earth. Come on and explain it to us. See, sometimes it's, it's hard, isn't it? Well, they didn't have any recollection. They never heard the rapture. It's not even presented until later. But what happens when Jesus left this earth? He says to his disciples, I'm going to the cross, going to heaven, but I'm not leaving you alone. Who did he leave to the disciples? What part of the Trinity did he leave? The Holy Spirit. And what was the promise from Jesus? When I go, the Holy Spirit will explain to you things that you don't understand now. It'll come later. And they did. And they taught all these things about the second coming, the rapture, in the New Testament church. So what are we doing today? We're still learning new things that God comes because sometimes it's simply confusing. And then Jesus makes a warning. Look at verse 23. To his disciples again, people will tell you, look, there is the Son of Man. There is a Messiah. Or over here, here he is. The Messiah has come. But don't go out and follow them. What is he warning? Well, it happened in their time. It's still happening today. He knew that the king of the other kingdom, Satan, is a liar and a deceiver. So much so that when the Antichrist comes, the opposite of Christ, to take the place of Christ, Satan will be in control of all of that. And so... Jesus is just saying, there's going to be many false messiahs that will come on the scene and they'll say, I'm the messiah. That's exactly what the Antichrist is going to do when the rapture happens. Those seven years come, the Antichrist is going to come and go, I can rule the world. And the Jewish people first are going to be totally, totally deceived. And they're going to follow the Antichrist as Christ. He's not. He's against the Christ. He's part of Satan's whole team. Well, what about in our world? We haven't come to the rapture. We haven't come to the tribulation. Have there been any people that come on the scene over the last 2,000 years that said, follow me, I'm the Messiah? There's actually been over 1,000. I'll just give you two names. David Koresh and Jim Jones. You remember Jim Jones took all the people, take the Kool-Aid, they all committed suicide. He's the Messiah. So Jesus is warning you and me today the very same thing. Don't be deceived. There's only one true Messiah. We already know who he is. He's in the house. His name is Jesus Christ. It's not a church. And there's many churches that have these crazy things happening. Here, yeah, the Messiah is our leader. And it's a man. No, I'm sorry. He's God. He's God. Now look at verse 24. Now he's talking about second coming again. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so it will be on the day when the Son of Man, when the Messiah, I'll just say it like this, comes back for the second coming. What is Jesus saying? He says, when, when I come the second time, everybody in the whole world, it'll be like lightning entire world at one moment will recognize. The Bible says every eye will see that it's Jesus coming from heaven to finish the battle of Armageddon and set up his kingdom here. He says, that's what you want to look for. It won't be hidden. It'll be out in the open. You don't have to search for this or that. I wonder if that's him. Well, when you see that 
the lightning in the sky and it lights up the whole world. That's what the picture of Jesus is. He says, no one will be deceived. No one in the world will miss it. They'll know it's Jesus coming back. Now, then he says this, look at verse 25. But first, talking about Jesus, the son of man, me, must suffer terribly and be rejected by this generation. Once again, Jesus reminds his disciples, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be rejected. They're going to put a a sign on me, king of kings. You're going to laugh at me and they're going to beat me and I'm going to die for the world's sins. Now, those words suffer and rejected. The Bible says that the disciples didn't get it. We learned at Easter, they didn't get it till after the resurrection. It finally started to make sense to them. And then all of a sudden, Jesus takes a trip. Now, in your Bible, there's a New Testament, starting with Matthew, and there's an Old Testament. Well, in Jesus' time, there was only the Old Testament. The New Testament was being written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Paul and the apostles and the epistles and all the rest. So he's going to go back to the Old Testament, and he's going to give us some examples of what we look at, and it's to illustrate the certainty and the suddenness when the rapture will happen, and when the second coming will happen. Now, look at verse 26. Let's read this verse out loud together. Everybody get ready. Here we go. When the Son of Man returns, listen now, read it with me, it will be like it was in Noah's day. I'll come back to that. In those days, the people enjoyed banquets and parties and weddings, Right up to the time that Noah entered the boat and the flood came and destroyed the whole earth, all the people. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, those normal activities, were they, were they like bad? The banquets and the parties and the weddings and people getting married and have kids and the kids grow and they get through school and then they go to high school and then they go to college and they have kids. Now you're grandkids and we're partying, we're taking vacation. No, those are all normal things. That's just the way it's going to be. It's the way it is for all of us right here. Those are good things. God planned them. But he's talking about later the spiritual conditions before the flood were extremely sinful and absolutely wicked. Look what the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis. Genesis 6, 11. And the Lord observed from heaven the extent of human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So as he looked at the heart of man, Man was not interested in God. And so Noah began to preach God's judgment. But along with that, he began to preach God's grace. You see, why did God pick Noah to do anything? Well, Noah was going to build this ark for a flood. Noah doesn't even know what a flood was. There'd never been a flood. He didn't know what an ark was. He just obeyed God. And God sent him to do that because he was going to judge the earth. See, God is just and holy. He has to judge sin. Now, he never judges our sin if you become a Christian because he already judged the sin on Jesus. So I'm free of that. I can just become a believer because somebody already paid my ticket. That was Jesus Christ. 
But these people are in the Old Testament. And Noah comes because he has a reason. He's going to preach. And he's going to tell the people, there's a flood coming. And when it happens, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to be sudden. You should expect it. Don't caught being unexpected. Ah, flood coming. What are you talking about? What is that thing you're building over there? And so we see two things. That the judgment of God is going to come. But the grace of God was there. God sent Noah to preach so they could avoid being drowned. Now, here's what happened. They never took the preaching of Noah seriously. Never at all. So let me show you the three problems. Number one, they were living in sin. They had no time for God. Now, nothing wrong with the partying, the weddings. That's, that's normal stuff. But behind all that, they weren't interested in God at all. Now, understand why Noah was there. Noah was saying to them, I'm warning you. There's a loving God. He sent me to tell you, you can be free. You can be forgiven. You can be forgiven in the Old Testament be by faith looking for the Messiah. You can be forgiven and, and miss the disaster that's coming. But they refuse to listen to Noah's warnings. Now, let me just stop and say, why was Jesus saying this to his disciples? Because eventually some of them would be teaching and they would warn the people. God's a loving God, but he's also a just God. There's a time coming when you're going to have to give an answer. Which kingdom do you want to stay in? You want to stay in the kingdom that you were born in? That's your choice. But you can become part of the kingdom of God. And so there's always this separation. And so Jesus says to his disciples, listen, and I'm showing you two examples of people that refuse to listen to teaching. Let me just stop and say this this morning. Why am I here? Why is any pastor here? Well, we're here to teach the grace of God, the goodness of God. But we also at times, this is not my favorite passage. It probably wasn't the disciples. Probably wasn't Jesus. But you have to give warnings if warnings will save people. Do you get it? Pastor Mark, why are you teaching on this? You hate us? No, I'm teaching on this because I love you. But God loves you more than I love you. And he's warning us. Now, why will all these people die? They failed. Take this in the right way. They failed to listen to their preacher. It was Noah. Forget it. Forget it. He's best in America. I wish it wasn't even here. Come on. Forget. Careful. Number three. When the flood came, God's judgment was unexpected. They were unprepared. They ran to the ark. Please, open the door. Open the door. The door was shut. It was too late. You see, there's a timing that you have to match. And that timing was over. It was the end. Now, look at verse 28. All those people died because they didn't listen to the truth and accept God's grace. Look at verse 28. Read this first sentence with me. All out loud at the campus. Here we go. And the world will be as it was. Come on, you're reading. In the days of who? Lot. Lot. Notice what it says. People went about their daily business, eating, drinking, buying, selling, farming, and building. Verse 29, until the morning Lot left Sodom, 
Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed the whole city of Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, life was normal for them as well. But the whole city of Sodom and Gomorrah was very evil. God sent two angels, came to Abraham, and Abraham's nephew was Lot, and he knew what was happening in over there. And so Abraham said to God, please, if I can find X number of righteous people over there, please. And God said, I won't destroy it. Well, they couldn't find anybody. And so God is going to destroy it. And these two angels go to Sodom and Gomorrah, and they appear as men, because they're angels, they can appear anything they want. And they go to visit Lot, and on the door, Lot's door, are the men of the city. They've come out. They want to have homosexual relationships with the two angels. Hey, there's new, two new guys. And eventually, the whole story ends up with this. In the morning, they, they didn't have that sex. In the morning, the angels said to Lot and his wife and his daughters, get out of Dodge because God's going to destroy. Now, why would he destroy the city? Well, because the people were, had no relationship with God at all. They weren't interested in God at all. They were prideful. They didn't take care of the poor. And because that city was filled Why do you think it's called, where does Sodom come from? It's men in homosexuality, sodomites. And it was absolutely sexually immoral and violence went everywhere. So when judgment came, this whole city, except for Lot and his family, were unprepared. And when God's judgment came, the destruction was told. When they got up that morning... How many remember 9-11? How many remember 9-11? When you get up that morning, you say, well, I guess it's going to have some big deal here in New York. We better watch the news. No, we we were just talking. It's another normal day. It's like every other day. All of a sudden, it changed. Unexpected. Well, that's why God had come with Noah and Lot and to tell people, get ready. Don't miss it. That's why I'm saying to you today, your death is coming or the rapture is coming or the second's coming. You, second coming of Jesus, you need to be ready. Don't, don't play with it. Get ready because it's going to happen. It's your choice. Now, notice what happens when the city goes. You say, well, why did God use, why did Jesus use these stories? Because it was a picture of future judgment. God always judges sin. And if you're not a Christian, then you'll be judged for your sin. Notice also, it's a picture of God's grace. He gave warnings. He gave time. Now, understand this. When a lot of people, if you're an unbeliever here, I'm glad you're here. But you might be like lots of unbelievers. When you mention the flood, what do unbelievers in the world think about the flood? Yeah, sure. There's a little puddle over here, and the flood's just a nice story. Like Jonah and the whale. Oh, another one of those again. How about Lot and Sodom? Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed by fire in an instant over there. Yeah, sure. Nice fable, Pastor Mark. Well, who's teaching this Bible study? Hello? Who? Did he think it was a fable? No, he preached it as what? 100% true. That's why we believe every word of God is 100% true. This is how we live. So he's teaching his disciples, listen up. This happened. It's going to happen again on a larger scale. 
when we get to the second coming. And the people were divided into believers and unbelievers. All unbelievers separated from God forever in hell. All believers separated to God in heaven forever. Listen up. Be careful. Now, Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, just write it down. You can look it up later. Notice, I'll just read a line or two. Paul says to Timothy about 2,000 years ago, Timothy, then in the last days, it'd be very difficult times. Well, people will be lovers only of themselves and their money. They'll be boastful, proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. That's all I'm going to read. By the way, would you, as you heard that, could we be in that time? We already are. Why are we having the sheriff here on Wednesday night? Because sexuality, pornography is rampant in our world, starting with five-year-olds. Pastor Mark, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. Well, how does that happen? A cell phone, a friend, and you're not, parents are clueless. And it starts, well, we watch our son, our daughter perfectly. They'll never be exposed to that. The minute they step out of the house, they're exposed to it. So you need to be here, parent. See, that's the times we're in. Exactly. Don't be naive. Find out how you can do it. And but remember, the old days with the sexual sin, who was it involved? It was about men. Now, the women are just as involved. Why? Because Satan's at war with Christianity and morality and marriage. Now, what is Paul saying? He's warning us. He loves us. Be careful. I want to save you. Be careful. Notice what's happening. Now, the whole Bible is about two things. Judgment of sinners because of sin, but the mercy of God. Now, when we hit verse 30 through 36, he's going to talk about judgment and the establishment of the second kingdom. Here we go. Yes, it will be business as usual, verse 30, right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. When Jesus comes back in the second coming of Jesus, and he will fight the Antichrist and all the wars and the Armageddon and establish his kingdom. He'll win that fight. On that day, a person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack, or a person out in the field must not return home. Jesus says, when he comes in the second coming, no one will suspect it at all until it's too late. And you shouldn't worry about your possessions or what you're doing. You should worry about your spiritual life. When you see that happening, forget the stuff in the house, forget everything else. Remember, your spiritual life is all that matters. The rest of the stuff is going away. And then he gives us a perfect example. Look at verse 32. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. It's awesome that God warns us about the coming judgment, but it's just an indication of His nature. He wants to redeem us and see us become members of His kingdom. As Pastor Mark taught today, He warned the people of Sodom and Gomorrah as well as the people of Noah's time. Jesus warned the people of His day, and His warning applies to us, too. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The next sermon will complete the teaching for this passage in the Bible. Pastor Mark will continue to teach Jesus' warnings regarding His second coming. We'll also be speaking about the kingdom of God and the fact that we all will have to decide which kingdom we will be servants of. We'll be reminded that our chance to make a decision is limited. We only have until we die. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.